they have several clubs they like, which, which is a big opportunity for us as well. I think we can always become the second most liked club behind, for example, Liverpool or even the most liked club in Bundesliga. Hello and welcome back to the Football Business Podcast brought to you by Football Business Inside. I'm your host, Wayne Tfam. In this special episode, I had the pleasure to chat with Julia for Team Lead Asia Pacific for International and New Business of Borussia Dortmund. Julia unveiled BVB's business strategy in Southeast Asia, which interestingly is also my home region. We also talk about the club's key success factors to win this market, the unprecedented Asia Winter Tour last year during the World Cup break, and Julia's story being a female professional in such a male-dominated industry as of football. So with no further ado, let's get the ball rolling. Hello, Julia. Welcome to the show. It's such a delight to have you here today. How are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me, first of all. And yeah, I'm really good. It's wonderful to host a good friend and uh, listen to the story of one of my favorite uh, football clubs, that's why I'm wearing the jersey today. I'm I'm hoping that I'm not the bandwagon or something. Beautiful colors definitely fits you well. Before we dive into the discussions, I want to share a couple interesting facts with our listener. Julia is a German, if I'm not mistaken, right? Now living and working in Southeast Asia. Why I am all the way from Vietnam, a Southeast Asian country, right now working and living in Austria, Europe. It's just, you know, funny how life can turn out, right? And, and, Fun um, fact, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And then the one thing, rest assured, that we love football so much. We have a huge passion for, for the sport. And hopefully we can contribute something uh, to the audience uh, through this podcast today. Henry Kassan. All right. So, uh, you know, let's just warm up the section a little bit. Uh, like football player, we do warm-ups. And Julia, could you tell us about yourself and how you got into the football industry? Sure, yeah. As you mentioned, I'm, I'm Julia Farr. I'm now 31 years old and yeah, born in, in Germany, 100% German, but now living in Singapore since five and a half years. And I'm with Borussia Dortmund already for 10 years. So yeah, you can imagine I have started uh, quite a while ago when I was still in university studying. And I got my first touch points with the club. I mean, I've lived more than 20 years in Dortmund and in the Ruhr area region, how we call it. And that's where football started for me. So when I was very young, as many, many others of you probably as well, started playing on the streets with friends, with boys. And that's how I got into football. And then um, yeah, I started playing myself in a club. Later, I even became a referee. So I made my education as a referee when I was still in school. On um, certain weekends, I could also uh, earn some pocket money, small pocket money. But um, yeah, I love to to have a different perspective um, on the game itself. And I think that's what brought me after school to study sports science as well as one of my subjects. And based or as part of my studies, I uh, made the coaching license as well. And um, so I got into, into coaching youth development. And another new perspective on the game. And yeah, eventually I ended up working on the business sides of football now and, and love this variety and what football has to offer. It's not, it's, it's actually, it's the game, but there's so much more around that. 
Yeah, I mean, for us, football, it's just not a sport, right? It's life. Football is life. It's a um, lifestyle, exactly. Yeah. But can you also walk us through a little bit about your current role at the Borussia Dortmund and uh, what does that role entail? Sure. Um, I mean, I'm leading the whole Asia-Pacific region for Borussia Dortmund. It means we do business development in, in Asia as a whole. That includes more or less everything a club can do abroad. That means, for example, tours with bringing the first team over to get to give the people in, in Asia far away from the actual club location in Germany still the opportunity to to be close to the team and uh, get the experience of watching a game live in the stadium. We bring the trophies that we win over over the years to Asia to also give the people touch points for that. We work with local fans together, the fan clubs um, arrange for or organize like watch parties with them. Um, we do CSR activities so on the corporate responsibility side like supporting um, organizations here on ground. We do youth development as a whole, uh, means we, we support um, the local football development in the various markets. Um, we, we cooperate and work together with BFAs or um, some, some other federations or even local clubs in order to give them our input and uh, yeah, try to help the development of football in general in, in Southeast Asia and Asia. Uh, we try to bring over our merchandise here. Uh, digitalization is also a big a big part of our work. So the social media channels, as well as, for example, eFootball and uh, the whole e-gaming topic, as well as, of course, finding local partners and sponsors um, in the regions to further market um, Dortmund as a brand itself. And yeah, that all together should create as many touch points as possible for as many people as possible around the world. You know what? That that sounds like a dream job for a lot of people <laughs> right there. And and um, there's one thing I can tell from as a Southeast Asian, as a Vietnamese, is that uh, you guys are doing a, a wonderful and a meaningful job because uh, you know seeing these first team player or the players or the cups. It, it just um, something we dreaming of, you know, I don't know, 20 years ago, it just on TV. And now I know a lot of fans will appreciate that. Thank you so, so much. I mean, I'm really yeah. proud to be part of this whole journey for Borussia Dortmund as well. And it makes me proud every day when uh, when we get such nice feedback. So, yeah, thanks a lot for that. Okay, so now let's dig into the main content of today. We talk, we explore how Borussia Dortmund business strategy in Southeast Asia a little bit. And your first question is, uh, why Southeast Asia is such a key market for your, you know, internationalization strategy? Sure. I mean, back in the days, I think it was around 2013, 2014, um, our door opener for sure was Shinji Kagawa when he played for Borussia Dortmund. We had a very, very successful time during this period. We won quite a lot of trophies. And um, like I mentioned, he was our door opener in Asia for us because all of a sudden we got so much interest coming, of, of course, especially first from Japan, where we then started our first, let's say, baby steps um, into the Asian market. And then together with our our partners and sponsors, um, our global partners, for example, like Evonik, we spoke with them together at even Puma 
and uh, well, we're saying, hey, why don't we do internationalization together? And that was the reason why we started to um, think of setting up an office um, abroad. So in 2014, we actually opened our first office abroad, and that was in Singapore here. Um, the reason why Singapore, uh, like I mentioned, the likes of um, Evonik and, and Puma, they have their headquarter here as well. But at the same time, Bundesliga, so DFL itself, the league itself, they also have an office here in Singapore. And those were the ankles where we thought, okay, Singapore is a good place to be for us to start um, with uh, looking into the Asian market and to be closer to the Asian markets, um, to have an, a presence here. Um, so we started in 2040. And um, I think why the big relevance for Southeast Asia for us is we, we know or we are very aware of the big reach and relevance we have here from the fans, from the people, um, especially the likes of Vietnam and Indonesia. I think those are one of the top two markets in the world for us um, in terms of reach and engagement, um, especially also on the, on the digital world and social media. So um, together with Bundesliga, we decided on a few relevant and key markets and those definitely a part of it so that's why southeast asia is so important for us as a club as well thanks for sharing that and you know what you've been in southeast asia for close to six years so in your opinion what are some unique characteristic of the uh, let's say football fan culture here i mean for me the fans here are really really passionate i mean you have to have to think of they are so far away from the actual club they support and um, is as it be bzb or even the premier league clubs or the la liga clubs or wherever the people support here it's far away and some of them have probably never ever experienced the real stadium experience and atmosphere and the game um in life and for for real um but still they are so passionate and so into it and so supportive that they even wake up late at night so um, is it champions league at 4 a.m the people are there, the people support you. And I think that is really, really unique. And um, I think that's something I, I have experienced here. They are very, very appreciative. And I love especially also the hospitality and welcoming of all the Asian people and culture in general. So wherever we go with our club or we as representatives um, of the club, we are always very well received and appreciated. So that, that is something very unique and that shows the yeah unique passion of, of football from the Southeast Asian or Asian fans. It reminded me of my childhood, you know, waking up around uh, 1.45 a.m. to watch the Champions League game. It, it's, you know, make my, my childhood. That was beautiful. Um, but it appears to me that in Asia or Southeast Asia, the fans seem to have their... Uh, you know, second favorite teams in different leagues. Uh, is it true in, in your experience, unlike Europeans, where, you know, you have the roots where with your communities and your local club here, they support um, many clubs at the same times and even the players. Is it true and in your experience? Exactly. I think the the fan culture itself is definitely different here than, than, than in Europe or even in Germany. In, in Dortmund, for example... You have a whole city behind you. So you are born somewhere, you're raised somewhere, and you just, you're just a fan of that part that is your family already inside. So it's kind of a, 
religion, but even part of the growing up um, process that you will become eventually a football fan of the club, either your family is supporting or where you are living and growing up. It's it's something you just can't avoid. Um, but here you are so far away, so the people have different mindsets and stories why they support a certain club. And I mean, of course, winning titles, being successful is very helpful to to grow your fan base. On the other hand, also to create those touch points. I mean, looking into, not, not lying, we, we are very aware that uh, EPL and the whole Premier League is still far ahead of German Bundesliga and, and the German clubs itself. I mean, they have started 25 years ago with bringing their teams over to Asia, creating first touch points and uh, getting the, the football experience over here. So that is a huge gap uh, that we are still trying to catch up. We don't necessarily try to copy the English clubs. We try to create and write our own history and our own stories here. But yeah, it is it is true. I think also the, fa the fan followership is changing. So you mentioned that um, you have here mostly probably many clubs that people like. So... Uh, if you are a Liverpool fan, it doesn't mean you can't also support, for example, Real Madrid or uh, BVB. So they have several clubs they like, which, which is a big opportunity for us as well. I think we can always become the second most liked club behind, for example, Liverpool or even the most liked club in Bundesliga. I think that's also a very nice achievement for us. We don't dis disregard this at all. We love it, actually. So I think it's, it gives a good diversity of fans that we are reaching here. Um, and the followership of certain players is, of course, a kind of a new development, um, which came also with the Generation Z development a little bit. I mean, social media gets more and more important. Players have their own kind of brand. Um, you can follow what they are doing. And that's why the younger generation especially looks into uh, at players more at the, as the clubs but I think also this gives new opportunities so I wouldn't say it's it's uh, something bad or it's a bad development you just have to keep your mind open be open-minded and uh, go with the development and see what else you can offer to those um, target groups or those those fans I couldn't agree more you know like as a South Asian I remember you know the Premier League they came to at least in Vietnam in the late 90s and uh, at that time, you know, Man United was so successful. Exactly. Um, so, so people were crazy about about Man United. And I, if you don't know, or probably you know already, like uh, a lot of people in Vietnam, they love Man United. But it doesn't mean that uh, the other clubs won't have the chance because I exactly. myself, the other clubs, Liverpool, like you said. And, but also, uh, at that time, we didn't have a chance to watch a lot of Bundesliga games. You know, the only time I see the German club it, during the uh, Champions League on TV or playing FIFA. And not until the uh, the mid-2000, like let's say 2009 or 10, then I started to see, wow, this is Borussia Dortmund and I love it. I see myself in the clubs. We, we're trying to beat like the, like, you know, the big guy, Bayern Mutins, right? So there's a lot of things we can, we can exploit of the, the passion of the fans here. But that makes me come to the next question. You know what? Uh, th this region is huge and culturally diverse, right? 685 million people, 11 countries. What are the, the common challenges that you and your team usually face? 
yeah, I mean, like I said, every market is different. You mentioned that as well. Every culture is different. So um, it will take, uh, you really have to take time for each market to get to know the people there, get to know their demands and their wishes. So that is something why our office here is so important because we are close to the countries around. You can travel easily from Singapore to everywhere in, in Asia. Um, I think that gives us a very big uh, advantage. And we try to really be as often as possible um, in the markets with the people physically there and really, really get to know them and try to find always the best way to work with them together in the different markets. So I think that's something, of course, challenging, but um, also a huge advantage we have with being present here on the ground. Yeah, but and I noticed one thing is that you have to travel a lot, right? Like uh, every time, so most mostly every time. Mostly every time, yeah. I mean, I've just been recently or uh, last weekend in Jakarta and Indonesia. This week in Johor and Malaysia. Um, going to Korea soon uh, to Vietnam okay. in March. So yeah, there are still a few trips coming up again. But I'm really looking forward to it. I love it every time, um, and I love the people everywhere and the different food. <laughs> We usually call that the luxury problems. <laughs> exactly. So we asked about the challenge and we have to ask also about the key success factors. So what do you think, what are the key factors to win this region, to win this market? I mean, like I said, for us, um, our story is, you know, BVB has this this claim or our promise to the people called Echte Liebe. That means true love or real love. And it, everything we do, no matter where we are going, it's really, really from the bottom of our hearts. And that's something which we try to bring into everyday life. Um, whatever we do, if it's just replying emails, speaking to different people, new organizations, our existing partners, the fans, um, CSR organizations, it's really everything we do is from the bottom of our hearts with the most authentic way we can do it. And yeah, I think that that's something which is for us, I guess, the key. You know what? Uh, I have another question. It's supposed to be like I'm asking about your uh, unique selling point, but I feel like this is the the strongest <laughs> unique selling point already. And I know it's it's hard to execute because you know if actually, but it's like real love. You know, like you you have to have so much efforts and um, dedication to it. Couldn't yeah. agree more. <laughs> But I, I do I do see that effort because I think uh, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I believe that Borussia Dortmund is one of the active most active clubs in Southeast Asia at least. Like I see so many Agreed. campaigns, so many engagements, so many localizations. But I want to deep dive a little bit more because among that eleven countries in uh, this region. Uh, you mentioned that we you have to focus on some key countries, right, for the time being. Uh, but uh, is there any reason behind that? Uh, you mentioned Vietnam and Indonesia. Uh, why exactly. is that? Um, I mean, like I said, together with Bundesliga, so we really, really work very close with them. And I think that's also something that makes us very unique um, in comparison to the other clubs and leagues um, in, in Europe. You won't get this from any other league or club the same way Bundesliga does it. Um, so it's not just Bundesliga and BBB that always go out together. Um, it's really kind of a unification between also the other German clubs. So Bayern Munich is always with us as well when it comes to Bundesliga. 
Uh, recently, when we went to Jakarta, we had Borussia Mönchengladbach there as well. And I think that that's something really unique and shows the strong bonding force of German football. But why the aware or how we choose the, the key markets for us um, is, of course, you mentioned that uh, where is Bundesliga accessible? So in which markets can people really watch Bundesliga through broadcasters? And, and where is the reach the best? Where is the most interest from the people coming for Bundesliga? And, and, and those are just the key markets for us, like I just mentioned, the likes of Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia, Japan, Korea, India. I mean, those are huge markets, lots of people. Football has a huge relevance in those markets. And um, Bundesliga has a huge relevance of those markets. And at the same time, if the, if the people watch Bundesliga and follow Bundesliga, they will know about Borussia Dortmund. So we don't have to go into the market and, and explain first what and who is Borussia Dortmund? The people know us already. So that makes it, of course, also easier for us to, to work there. Oh, you know, like people always say that if you want to go far, we go together. Exactly. So that, that's really true in your case. Because I remember one of your campaigns, I uh, think, you know, two years ago when you have like a, a penalty shootout in, in Ho Chi Minh City with a lot of other, other German clubs. And uh, I love it. I think it's so much fun. Exactly, exactly. I mean, like I said, that unifies us and shows the strong bonding force that the league has together with the clubs. And, and I think that's very important if you want to go outside. I mean, yeah, within the Bundesliga and in Germany, there's always the the rivals you have, the rivalry between Dortmund and Bayern or Dortmund and Schalke. But when it comes to international work, when it's going yeah. into markets like Asia, we all work together because we all work in the in the common ground of or the common sense of promoting Bundesliga as a whole and promoting our our clubs and the the unique fans that we have also in Germany. I think that's that's also differentiating us from uh, the other leagues, how close the clubs are with the fans, how much influence the fans still have in football and the football industry in Germany and German football. And uh, yeah, I think that just kind of reflects whatever happens in Germany, also outside of Germany. You know what, that is super insightful. And then I I, I think that is another um, USP for, for BVB or even, you know, the, the Bundesliga, the German Bundesliga. You guys always come together. For the next part, I want to deep dive into some of your recent campaigns. And, you know, I can help but notice you were leading the uh, BVB Southeast Asia Winter Tour last year 2022 during the world cup break which is like i think um a very unique event isn't it can you give us some more details about the tour of course i think that was very unique because i don't think we will ever have that again um i mean you will never know but uh, i don't think that we will have another world cup in in during the winter um season and break um and for us there was a huge opportunity of course i mean we, we had still um, some of the players uh, back in, in, in Dortmund and we didn't want them to to uh, have vacations for like one and a half months. So we were like, okay, what can we do? What good can we do for them, but also for the club itself? And then we came up with this idea, hey, why don't we bring the team over to Asia? Uh, we have this window now. We have the players there. It, it's a huge opportunity for them to, to uh, experience Asia again. The club was behind it because, I mean, it was long-term due for us to come back to Asia. 
um, in the absence of football or the and tours uh, during COVID times. So it was a very, very long time and everybody was desperate to come back to Asia. So that was the first opportunity we had and the first uh, yeah, plane we jumped on to, to make this happen and to realize that. And I think it was a huge success. We, we had three markets. We went to Singapore, Malaysia and Vietnam. And uh, still, everybody is, is talking about it, and everybody was really, really happy with that tour. Um, and we hope we made a lot of fans and people in, in those countries and around happy as well. For sure. That, that's as Vietnamese, I can confirm that. But the, I want, was it spontaneous initiative or, or everything was planned in advance? I mean, like, how did how long did it take uh, when you when the idea came up and you just executed it? I mean, the idea came up a little earlier, I would say. Um, as soon as we knew, okay, um, this is going to happen, the World Cup, and we knew travels will be possible to those markets, we started our first conversations. I would say already during the the summer break. Um, and then we intensified it, especially in around when the new season kicked off or the 22-23 season kicked off in August, September. We had intensified in those discussions and it was clear for us that we wanted to come to Asia. And then, of course, for us being here on ground, um, we could we could start the conversation or deep dive conversations with our existing partners. And um, we knew there's interest from our partners to bring our team here and to play against our team. Um, so that was something we we or what, that was really important for us as well. We didn't um, necessarily want to find other European clubs to play here. Uh, we really wanted to make it as local as possible. So that's why we tried to find local games and local clubs or federations to 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 work with and to play against. And that's what. And we managed to realize at the end of the day. So we played against the likes of Lion City Sailors Football Club in Singapore, a very local club. We played against Joho Southern Tigers GDT in Malaysia, which is another local club. And we played um, against the Vietnamese national team in Vietnam. And I think that was uh, kind of the highlight for everybody. Um, when, I, when I spoke to the head coach, she was like, oh, I think I've never ever coached a game uh, where I played against the national team. So it was even a, a first time premiere for some of our players and the coaching stuff and the club uh, as well to play against the national team. And I'm sure that our national team for them, it's an amazing, um, you know, pleasure as well. And I watched it that game, Julia, I watched it that <laughs> game live and was like, wow. And uh, sorry for the um, the goal incident, but I think that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that, it was a friendly game, right? Um, yeah. Of course, there was some competitiveness. I think um, especially the Vietnamese team was very eager to show the European and German players um, how it's done in Vietnam and how good they can be and how competitive. Um, so I think it was a very, very good and tough game, a good challenge for all the players as well. But yeah, at the end of the day, the, the goal incidents, I mean, it happened. So it was fine. Nobody really... Um, I yep. had had bad memories of it. It was just like, oh, what happened there? <laughs> but yeah, it gave it a, a nice touch. Uh, yeah, like exactly. I think that e even uh, emphasized the success because it, exactly. we find it so funny. No, but I mean, it shows the humidity, right? Everything is still is still on a on a on a humidity level, and that that's what uh -huh. we wanted to show as well. Like I said, we came out here 
not to uh, just bring the team, play a game and leave again. We wanted to leave a footprint. We wanted to be close to the people and we wanted to be a, uh, wanted it to be as authentic um, as possible. And I think that shows the authenticity as well, right? If something is live, you never know what happens. And uh, yeah, yes. such things happen. So we That's found so a way unique. to solve it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was unique. Probably history as well. Absolutely. That will go <laughs> into history. Regarding this tour, Julia, just a side note, I think you really went viral, at least in Vietnam. You know, like I, so many Vietnamese newspapers, social media channel buzzing about you. How do you <laughs> feel about it? Because from my side, I was like, that's my friend. She's she's <laughs> she's famous now, or maybe she's famous before, but I work with her guy. I was bragging with my, my friends and, and my mom and say, hey, mom. I work with with this lady. But how do you feel? How did you feel about it? Is that some kind of pressure? Is is more like um, like a reward after your six year of hard work? Yeah, I think I saw it more as a rewarding, and I mean also giving me some sort of credits for being a woman in this industry and um, going out there and making such things happen in a foreign country. I think there was like giving me just, or gave me just some more rewards or credits for what I've been working for so hard and so long for. Um, so I was very, very pleased and really appreciate um, the spotlight they kind of gave me. <laughs> Not that I wanted that spotlight, but um, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And I'm really grateful and thankful um, how Vietnam treated me and received um, me and, and the whole club and everything we have done there. No, that's totally well-deserved, so... Take that credit, Julia. For the next questions, I took the liberty of asking about my home country, Vietnam, again, because I'm a Vietnamese guy. I noticed that you recently announced a partnership with Next Media on many uh, aspects, but for me, uh, something really uh, caught my attention is the long-term on youth development in the country. So can you share more about the objectives of this collaboration? Sure. I mean, we spoke about the the USPs a few minutes ago. Um, I think one of our USPs as well is the youth development itself. I mean, we have brought up so many great talents from our youth academy and our youth system to become professional player and eventually become the new superstar. I mean, just the likes of uh, Jaden Sancho or now Jude Bellingham. Um, Marco Royce was from the academy um, in, in his history or Mario Getze. So there's so many players that came up from our system and have become superstars now. So that's definitely something that's outstanding for Dortmund as well, um, that we can see right talent and know how to develop them and give them the confidence to play on that high level and even perform in Champions League when they haven't gotten that chance and then in any other club before. Um, so that's something very unique about Dortmund as well. And um, we know what we are talking about when it when we talk about youth development. And for us, that's kind of the lowest hanging fruits as well. If we go out into market and really want to develop the local football, we can start or we have to start with youth development. I mean, of course, you can always look into things like the friendly game between Dortmund and the national team of Vietnam. That's probably a great experience for the Vietnamese national players as well but if you really want to be sustainable and um, and develop something sustainable in the market and holistically you have to start with youth development and that's why next media and us we came together and 
came out with this idea to to really have a long-lasting footprint in the market and start with youth development. And that's why, I mean, the history we had with, with Next Media now is just plainly amazing. Um, I mean, a year ago, um, we had the under-17 national team of Vietnam in Dortmund or in, in Germany. There was a project um, together with Bundesliga as well. Um, we had the team over in, in Germany for a couple of weeks. They trained and played against our academy in Dortmund. Um, the same with Gladbach. And if I'm not mistaken, Cologne was part of this tour as well. Um, that was a, a kind of the first approach we had, followed by bringing over our Legends team together with Next Media in September in 2022. And then uh, lastly, bringing the first team over in, in November 2022. And now the focus is definitely on on um, on youth development again, and to um, launch the the footprint we we have started there. So we want to build up or set up something permanently in Vietnam. We want to go into schools, support the the larger group of um, students of young kids, um, to to bring them into sports, to make them aware how important sports is, and also introduce football to them. And then as a next step, uh, or the plans for the future are uh, definitely to set up an, a BVB Academy in Vietnam together with Next Media. So those are the plans um, that are in place and uh, where we definitely will be working on together with Next Media in the upcoming months, weeks and years. That's amazing. There could be a little tricky questions, you know, but, you know, as a Vietnamese, my experience so far that so many European clubs in the past, they came to Vietnam, they tried to build an academy, and it did, didn't seem to last long for so many different reasons. So how, what would you say, how, is it different this time? Because I believe this is a long term and uh, there's so much effort in this project. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think what's the big difference there is you have to be very, very patient. Um, and I think what has happened before was mainly that Clubs came in to set up an academy and expected probably a short-term success, be it on the development side, but also on the commercial side. And that's definitely not our our approach. Like I said, we work together with Next Media. They are very, very trustful partners for us. Um, we have seen in the last year what we can already reach together and how we can grow and develop things together. Um, so we, we pretty much um, trust them to make this together with us a successful project. Um, we are patient on that. I mean, I think when we first um, started our partnership with Next Media, it's already two years ago now, and we are still progressing. Uh, we are taking step by step to really find the right location, to really find the right setup, the right people to be involved in this, and then um, to, to grow this later. So I think that's that's the different approach we have. We we don't expect any short-term or uh, fast successes to come out. We want to take it step by step, take it slowly but surely, and um, want to make sure that it's definitely sustainable. That's wonderful. And I think, uh, as you mentioned, having a dedicated and a trustful uh, local partner is key. That's, that's exactly. what it seems to me, at least. All right, uh, Julia. After six years, close to six years being in, in Southeast Asia, are there any favorite moments or projects during the time here? Can you pick the uh, top two of your most favorite moments 
very many great uh, memories that that come out if i think of the six years i've been here now i mean of course the tour in november now was definitely one of the highlights um, i mean i have been with the team on on asian tours before but that was before my time in in asia before my time in singapore now being here in the market being the one who drove this project uh, pretty much is definitely very something very special to me the same for the legends tours we have done in the recent years i mean in 2018 um we had the legends in in Buri Ram in thailand um, we had the legends team in hong kong uh, we had the legends team in ghana last year we had the legends team in vietnam so those were also very very special projects for me and another one which is not probably a tour which is another project um mm-hmm. Or from another category, I would say, was uh, a project we did in, in Korea. It was with a company called Shoot for Love, Be Kind. Um, they are like a production company that produces um, football content. And it's more like those lighthearted content, like challenges, crazy challenges sometimes, um, but very engaging and entertaining content. And with them, we partnered up on a project called World Class FC. So um, we had youth coaches and one of our legends, York Heinrich, in Korea for over six weeks to scout children at the age of 11 years old. They put a team together, they trained them, they played games, they were very successful, not just in the results, because um, if it comes to youth development in that age, for us, it's not always the results that count. It's more the development of the of the players itself, of the individuals, as well as the team. Um, so they had a great development. And um, from this team, we at the end selected a handful of players that we brought over to Germany. And they got the chance to train and play with our youth teams. And there was one, one boy, I mean, all of them were absolutely amazing. Our coaches were mind blown. They say, wow, those players are such a high quality. They were really, really minimum at the same level as our players. And there was one boy of them who was even a step better than the others. So he got the chance even to train and play with an older age group. So he was 11 and trained with our under 13 team and was still there on that level. So. You could see, we know that there's so much potential and talent in Asia, not just in Korea. I think in all the markets, we have seen so many great talents. It's just the question of how to keep them developing and how to keep them motivated to keep going, um, to, to not give up and to have the right setup in their countries to develop further into good competition. So I think that was one of the one of the very great projects that I really loved and uh, yeah. where I was there from step one until the end and um, just an insider, told- at least a, a case study and an example of some of the projects that we have done. Absolutely. And I can totally relay because uh, I, I know that you also like uh, a coach for for uh, young teams as well. So as a coach, that must be something really meaningful to you. It's... Um, it's priceless. Definitely. Definitely. I love to be on the pitch. And I mean, as soon as you see yeah. the smile in the faces of the children, you already know it's worth everything you have done. Every hour you spend on the plane or sleepless nights uh, because uh, you are jet lagged or whatever. But if, as soon as you see the smile, not just in the faces of the children, 
but also the people, um, the fans, when you when you come down and give them a jersey or bring a legend or bring the cup or um, just give a speech and inspire them just to see their faces as well, everything already. Julia, Tam sure flies. We coming to the last part of the episode. I wish we had more, Tam. Next question. As a football businesswoman now, what have been your experience in this male-dominated industry? I think this one is my favorite question today. <laughs> my most favorite question for today. So high expectations. The pressure is on to find a good answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Um, I would say, I mean, like I said before, um, I'm really, really proud to be to be part of this um, of the of the story of Borussia Dortmund um, and the and the business world of football. I think equality and and women football in general are an, a more and more important topic around the globe worldwide. And I just hope that I some sort of can inspire other women and people as well to to if you have the interest in football to, to try out to be part of the business world as well i mean we can do it the same way as man and i think that's that's something yeah i i have learned and uh i'm glad to be part of, very proud to be part of that to have that or chance do, and opportunity mm -hmm. even or you can even do better yeah or you know so what would be the advice for many young girls out there who want to uh, get into this industry I mean, just just be be open-minded. Like I said, um, it always helps to have a different perspective on the game to understand the whole picture of football and the the industry. To to be open-minded, get to know people, make connections out there, and I think all doors are open. So it's not because you're a woman that doors are closed. All doors are still open. That's that's amazing. And I'm sure that a lot of listeners out there will find that super uh, valuable and meaningful. Uh, finally, last questions. How do you see football will develop in Southeast Asia? And uh, how does uh, Borussia Dortmund see itself in the market, in this market for the future? I think football is already number one here in, in Southeast Asia. It's the number one sports. I mean, you do, of course, in India, you have your crickets or in Australia, you have your Aussie rules or something. But still, football is, is, is on top of, of everything. And that already shows that the interest and the talent and everything is there. It just needs to continue to professionalize. And I think it's on a very, very good way here in Asia. Um, I think very many European clubs um, have given their input and um, helped the Asian football to grow and develop even further. And I think we as Borussia Dortmund can can continue taking our part in this as well. Um, like I said, we are very, very open to work with uh, all federations, gives our insights and inputs um, to continue the growth and professionalize football um, at this part of the world as well. Um, but I think uh, we have seen uh, the Vietnamese national team, for example, playing against our team. You see them on a very, very high level. Not just the Vietnamese team. Look at the Thai team, for example. Okay. Um, Indonesian football is is massive. You, you have always full stadiums with crazy, passionate fans. Uh, Japanese football, Korean football. You see more and more Asian players um, coming into the top European leagues. 
Um, I think Bundesliga is the league with the most Asian players um, in, in history. So there are open doors for Asian players and pathways for Asian players as well. We try to, to put or to be part of that and give opportunities as well. And like I said, especially with the focus on youth development, open doors for youth players, open doors for pathways um, to develop youth in, in the markets here as well. Well, like I said, everything comes from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, I, I hope that BVB can spread the black and yellow colors even further in the upcoming years. And uh, that everyone has some space in their heart for, for BVB as well. Julia, thank you so much for your beautiful story, insight and experience with us today. It was amazing to have you on the show. And uh, I don't know what to say, but all the best to you and uh, Borussia Dortmund for the rest of the season. I feel like we got a shot this year. Well, thank you so much again for having me on that show. It's really, really appreciated. Um, it was great. It was a great time. Um, I mean, to our friendship, like I said, I'm, I'm very happy to, to get to know you through my, my journey here in, in BVB. And I hope we can do much more together. I hope I could inspire some people out there and yeah keep supporting Dortmund here BVB and yeah let's see what happens this season I'm very excited that's amazing thank you so much Julia thank you